Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Breaking news. Donald Trump is just moments away from surrendering at the Fulton County Jail in Georgia. The historic mugshot he'll take as he's booked on 13 felony charges. Here are tonight's headlines. The former president on his way to Georgia with a brand new high profile attorney. And just hours after his former chief of staff turned himself in. The developing new details. Stay the f- away from Cook's Corner. There's a shooting going on. At least four people are dead and at least six others injured following the country's latest mass shooting. Among the dead is the alleged gunman. New details about the plane crash that killed Wagner leader Yevgeny Prigozhin. This likely Prigozhin was killed. Nothing to indicate that there was a surface-to-air missile. Prigozhin. He had a complicated fate, President Vladimir Putin said, and he made some serious mistakes. It was a heated night in Milwaukee for the first Republican primary debate. Eight GOP candidates were on stage. Do you want a super PAC puppet? Or do you want a patriot who speaks the truth? If you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. Subway is being sold to a private equity firm, Work Capital. The same company behind several other large restaurant chains, including Arby's, Buffalo Wild Wings, Carvel, and Sonic. Eye on America, inside the efforts to let bison roam free on America's tribal lands. My generation never got to grow up around Buffalo. Now my children and my grandchildren are able to witness them being on our homeland. And the new out of this world pictures from India's lunar landing. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. We begin this historic night with breaking news. Donald Trump surrenders to authorities at the notorious Fulton County Jail in Atlanta. Trump will be booked and processed on 13 charges, including conspiracy and racketeering related to attempts to overturn the 2020 election. Like all other people who walk through the doors of that jail, the former president will be fingerprinted, have his weight and height recorded and get a mugshot taken. 
The seriousness of that cannot be overstated. For the first time in American history, we will see a mugshot of someone who was once the leader of the free world. Trump joins 11 of his co-defendants in turning himself in. Just hours ago, former White House chief of staff Mark Meadows surrendered at the same jail. The remaining seven have until noon tomorrow to do the same. We have a lot of news to get to tonight, and CBS's Nicole Killian will start us off from Atlanta. Good evening, Nicole. Good evening, Nora. The security presence is building as former President Trump prepares to land in Atlanta. And he is already shaking things up by hiring a new attorney just hours before his surrender here at the jail. Tonight, former President Trump joins 11 of his fellow co-defendants, booked, fingerprinted and photographed. While the former president is expected to be processed in less than an hour, he's being treated just like any other criminal defendant at the Fulton County Jail, which is under investigation by the Department of Justice for poor conditions after several inmate deaths. Outside the jail, protesters stood by their man. He can run this country from jail. I wouldn't care. Right. We'd still vote for it. Okay Absolutely. Yes, oh, yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Trump's bond was set at $200,000. He's charged with 13 counts, including racketeering, criminal conspiracy, and making false statements for his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia, stemming from this call with Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes. The former president called it a perfect phone call and continued to deny any wrongdoing in a pre-taped interview with Tucker Carlson. So I got indicted four times. All trivia, nonsense, bullshit. Former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, who was also on that 2021 call with Trump and Raffensperger, finally turned himself in after his efforts to delay his surrender were rejected by a federal judge. District Attorney Fonnie Willis has set a noon deadline Friday for all defendants to turn themselves in. Today, she proposed a new trial date for October 23rd this year, several months earlier than expected. The district attorney pushed up that date from March 4th after another defendant asked for a speedy trial. Trump's new legal team opposed the move and said it wants his case handled separately. Nora? Nicole Killian with all those new details. Thank you. And we will bring you live coverage of Donald Trump's surrender at the Fulton County Jail with a CBS News special report as soon as it happens. Tonight, the Pentagon for the first time saying it believes Russian warlord Yevgeny Prigozhin is dead. U.S. intelligence indicates the plane that the mercenary was on was brought down by an explosion on board. CBS Deborah Pata reports from southern Ukraine. This is what residents in a Russian village north of Moscow saw and heard. The plane was flying, said Anastasia Bukharova, and then boom, it exploded. Flight data shows it reached an altitude of 28,000 feet before spiraling to the ground with a missing wing and bursting into flames in a nearby field. A U.S. official has told CBS News the most likely explanation is an explosion on board the jet, possibly caused by a bomb. All ten bodies have been recovered and taken for identification. The man, who once said the only thing he could not forgive was betrayal, acknowledged today that Yevgeny Prigozhin was probably on that doomed flight. He had a complicated fate, President Vladimir Putin said, and he made some serious mistakes. The most serious 
their audacious mutiny and the moment Prigozhin in all likelihood signed his death warrant. The consensus from Western intelligence is that the crash is most likely a cold slice of revenge dished up by Putin. Prigozhin's fighters laid flowers and lit candles outside Wagner's headquarters today. It feels like losing a father, said this soldier. He was everything for us. And without Prigozhin, it's feared Wagner poses an even bigger threat under Putin. Here in Ukraine, which celebrated its Independence Day today, President Zelensky said Kiev had nothing to do with the plane crash, but everyone is aware who's involved. Nora? Quite a story, Deborah Pata. Thank you. Back here at home, police have identified the suspect responsible for a mass shooting last night at a popular biker bar just south of Los Angeles. Witnesses say retired police officer John Snowling killed three people and wounded six others, including his estranged wife, who he was believed to be targeting. CBS's Carter Evans reports the gunman was fatally shot by deputies. Another community enduring moments of sheer terror as more than a dozen deputies descend on the Cook's Corner bar, the sound of constant gunfire. I was so scared that the gunman was chasing me. That's how loud the gunshots were. As Jacqueline Bass ran for her life. I immediately called my daughter first. What'd you tell her? I don't really remember. I just said, shooter. There's a shooter. I said, can I come get you? She said, no, don't come anywhere near here. I'm going to find a way out. And she was just, she was terrified. She also texted her boyfriend. Shoot, ER, help, help. If something happens to me, know that I'm thinking about you. Another patron at the bar took this video. Oh, my God, Marie. Marie Snowling had been severely wounded. Marie's estranged husband, an ex-cop, identified as the shooter. We do not believe that there was any uh, argument that ensued. He drew a weapon. She was struck once. John Snowling allegedly killed three and wounded six others before being killed in an exchange of gunfire with deputies. Snowling worked nearly three decades with the city of Ventura Police Department, retiring in 2014 as a sergeant. Now, as investigators piece together what happened. What was going through your mind? I was going to die. I was going to get shot. Innocent people were being killed. Now, the six survivors were all rushed to the hospital with gunshot wounds. Two are in critical condition, including the suspect's estranged wife. The other four are stable. Now, this bar behind me, it's been a landmark here in Southern California for more than a century. Now it's known as the scene of the nation's latest mass shooting. Nora. Carter Evans, thank you. Turning now to politics. Sparks were flying last night during the first presidential debate of the 2024 election. With GOP frontrunner Donald Trump not in attendance, eight other Republican candidates went after each other as they tried to stand out from the crowded field of contenders. And CBS's Robert Costa was there. Republican presidential candidates pushed ahead today in the wake of a contentious debate where the frontrunner was a no-show. It didn't matter to me last night in the end that he wasn't there. Political newcomer Vivek Ramaswamy won attention. Do you want a super PAC puppet or do you want a patriot who speaks the truth? 
and he also drew attacks. Now is not the time for on-the-job training. We don't need to bring in a rookie. I've had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT. But the differences on the big issues were also front and center. On Ukraine, a stark divide over whether the U.S. should continue to support that embattled nation as it fends off a Russian invasion and whether allies should do more. I will have Europe pull their weight. Uh, right would, now they're not doing it. Ukraine is not a priority for the United States of America. You have no Let foreign me, policy experience and it shows. And you know what? The, it the shows. Anybody that thinks that we can't solve the problems here in the United States and be the leader of the free world has a pretty small view of the greatest nation on earth. On former President Donald Trump, whose interview with Tucker Carlson posted just before the debate, there were sharp words over his four indictments and efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Someone's got to stop normalizing this conduct, okay? He asked me to put him over the Constitution, and uh, I chose the Constitution. But many on stage said they'd still back Trump as the nominee, even if he's convicted. Please raise your hand if you would. On abortion rights, there were standoffs over possible restrictions. We must have a president of the United States who will advocate and fight for, at the minimum, a 15-week limit. Would you sign a six-week ban federally? I'm going to stand on the side of life. Can't we all agree that we are not going to put a woman in jail or give her the death penalty if she gets an abortion? And inside the DeSantis campaign, there is confidence tonight that he largely avoided becoming a target on stage. Behind the scenes, his donors tell me they believe DeSantis solidified his standing after a tough summer. But strategists for other contenders tell me the road ahead for rivals is tricky, especially as Trump supporters echo his grievances about these latest indictments. Nora. It's interesting to watch Robert Costa. Thank you very much. The trial of quadruple murder suspect Brian Koberger has been indefinitely delayed. Koberger, who waived his right to a speedy trial, is charged with the brutal stabbing of four University of Idaho students last November. His attorneys requested the delay, saying they need more time to prepare their defense. Koberger has pleaded not guilty. Tonight, the county of Maui filed a lawsuit against the Hawaiian Electric Company alleging the utility's neglect caused the deadliest wildfire in the U.S. in more than a century. Meanwhile, CBS's Ben Tracy reports the search for victims now includes both the burnt-out ruins and the sea where many tried to escape. Divers are scouring a four-mile stretch of water off Lahaina, searching for any human remains. Scores of people jumped into the water to escape the fast-moving fire on August 8th. Not everyone made it out. Back on shore, the painstakingly grim search for the dead continues. The amount of, uh, of fire destruction that's happened here makes everything blend together. So, Mike Pruitt is uh, part of FEMA's search team, now focused on combing through the town's multi-story and commercial properties. Hundreds of emergency personnel and 50 canine units are part of the search. Why is it taking so long to get through the entire town? It takes inch by inch, meticulous uh, looking through every bit of ash, looking for anything that might resemble remains. The FBI is analyzing cell data to try to identify who might be among the missing. And Maui officials plan to soon release a list of more than 1,000 still unaccounted for. This isn't fair. I feel like I was used. I feel like 
crap on the ground. Meanwhile, residents who have lost nearly everything vented their understandable anger over the government's response to the fire, demanding accountability. They failed here. They failed. The government failed. There is hope here in Lahaina that when they release that list of the unaccounted for, that many of the people on the list will actually be alive and just not know they were on that list. A wildfire destroyed the town of Paradise, California back in 2018, and they released a similar list that had 1,300 people on it. And, Nora, they were able to whittle that down to less than 12. Good perspective. Let's hope so. Ben Tracy, thank you. Today, Japan started releasing treated radioactive wastewater from the Fukushima nuclear plant disaster into the Pacific. Japan says the water is safe, and a U.N. watchdog agrees the first batch could fill three Olympic-sized swimming pools. 31,000 tons of water will be released by next March. Critics charge the long-range impact is unclear. In tonight's Eye on America, a closer look at the icon of the American West, the bison. 60 million bison once roamed North America. CBS's Adam Yamaguchi reports on the enormous efforts to reintroduce this majestic animal to Native American territory. At the Fort Peck Indian Reservation in Montana, a bison calf just a few hours old is the newest member of one of the first herds to roam these Assiniboine and Sioux lands in more than a century. This must be really special for you. My generation never got to grow up around buffalo. Now my children and my grandchildren are able to witness them being on our homeland. Robbie Magnan manages the Fort Peck Reservation's Fish and Game Department, overseeing a bison herd started more than 20 years ago that has now grown to 800. See you go. Oh, yeah, the calf is up. Wow. She's ready to move. That was fast. Wow. That's Mother Nature's way to getting them moving right quick. The Fort Peck Buffalo Program is part of a project to reintroduce bison to tribal lands throughout the country using animals from Yellowstone National Park. The herd at Yellowstone is near its regulated capacity, and due to brucellosis, a bacterial disease that can infect and lead to stillbirths in cattle, bison are not protected outside the park. So the only way bison are able to leave Yellowstone is by completing an up to three-year quarantine that culminates at the testing facility in Fort Peck. This morning, we're going to lure the buffalo to our running alley. So corralling 76 head of buffalo. Unwilling buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, follow me. We're going to take him down there. Come on, come on, move it! You guys can't give him time to see! Nice. There you go. Wow. <laughs> this is where you're supposed to go. <laughs> Got it! <laughs> the quarantine program has protected hundreds of animals from slaughter and reintroduced bison to 24 tribes across 12 states. But advocates say it is unnecessary since cattle have never contracted brucellosis from wild bison. I feel sad when there are animals in the corral system and buffalo stress out very easily. But in order to save your life, i got to do this. And then I don't feel so bad. I know what I'm doing is going to be for the greater good. And then after today, it's six more months, one more test, and then, then they're done. freedom. Right. For Ion America, Adam Yamaguchi at the Fort Peck Indian Reservation. A young child playing in shallow water is bitten by a shark in North Carolina. The scary details next. When you choose Organic Valley, not only will you be enjoying great tasting dairy, you'll help to save over 1,600 small organic family farms who are protecting over 400,000 acres of organic farmland and all the plants and animals that call it home. 
This is dairy you can feel good about. It's great tasting, high quality organic dairy, ethically sourced from small organic family farms. To find organic valley dairy near you, visit ov.coop. That's ov.coop. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. A nine-year-old boy was bitten by a shark in the waters off Oak Island, North Carolina. The boy was playing in water just two to three feet deep. His family noticed a fish jumping near him just before a small shark bit him in the shoulder. His family rushed him to the hospital. The good news, he has been released. The big sale for Subway, what it means for your next footlong. That's next. Subway, the giant sandwich chain, is about to be sold. The price tag? Nearly $10 billion. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. The buyer, Work Capital, a private equity firm that owns fast food outlets like Dunkin' and Arby's. Subway has some 37,000 stores in 100 countries. The new owner plans to update and expand the menu. I ate there a lot in high school. All right, amazing pictures from a historic moon landing. Those images next. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Finally tonight, some incredible images that are truly out of this world. Take a look at this historic touchdown of India's robotic lander on the surface of the moon. India joins the United States, the former Soviet Union, and China as the only countries to achieve this milestone. But they did one better. The Indian spacecraft was the first ever to land near the lunar South Pole, thought to be home to frozen water deposits. Scientists believe these water deposits could be converted into drinking water or rocket fuel for future missions. Well, that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today, or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. 
Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app.